this is something that you plan for the rest of your life and you get a nice cadence so you can do it into your 80s, 90s, 100s like we're talking about. So I think shifting the conversation a little bit to longevity and health span um, is a really advantageous move right now. This type of stuff being democratizing, you can partner up with different labs or you can partner up with different um, external services that will offer longevity as a supplement to what you do. So I think that's a really exciting time for the industry for, for sure. Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. It's not every day that I get to interview a fellow podcaster, so super excited about that today, and even more importantly, for the time of year that we're in, this podcaster has a podcast called The Future of Fitness, Eric Malzone. He's done over 700 collective podcast episodes so he's had a chance to learn from the very best in the business and now you're going to get to learn from him with all of his combined knowledge so uh super excited to have you on the show today eric thank you for being here yeah travis it's my pleasure and uh you know i always like to start with about people's podcasts like one podcaster to another i appreciate all the work that you put into this uh you know for many years i'm sure it was a labor of love um and uh so yeah i appreciate the platform i'm really privileged to be here man Oh, well, thank you for being here. You know, I feel like you're going to be the Nostradamus of the day, you know, with the podcast, the future of fitness. You know, we're going to definitely take time to talk about where the future is going. You've also started something uh, to serve our podcast industry, and that's called the uh, uh, Podcast Collective, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. What, do you, what is that? Yeah, it's, um, it, first of all, it's a lot of fun so far. So it's it's been really, uh, people can check out the podcastcollective.io but the 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 principle behind it was, you know, after all these interviews that I've done collectively, is um, I saw a, a gap in the market on on both sides on people who want to be on a podcast and then the podcast host community, and um, you know, it really comes down to there's really high end PR agencies that are worth every penny, right? But a lot of people can't afford twenty, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars a month, right? If you can, great, it's pretty good for you. Um, and then there's kind of in between, there's this placement agencies that really just kind of go around and spam, right? You probably get these inquiries all the time. And it's like, did you even listen to my podcast, man? Um, so we're kind of kind of in the middle. It's an end-to-end solution where, you know, if someone wants to a leverage, um, you know, a vast, uh, independent network of podcasters, um, we can do that by coaching up to be a great interview, giving you all the media assets to optimize every opportunity, like media kits, um, landing pages, things like that. And then we strategically place people on podcasts that make sense for them. Um, so it's nothing terribly new, but we're doing with a high level of service and a high level of speciality within the fitness, health, and wellness space. So that's one part of it. And the other side, I've always had this dream of building a community of independent podcasters like yourself, Travis, where, um, you know, we can all, um, share ideas, um, you know, 
maybe make some money on on some some sponsorships and get together at events and um, you know just overall everything that a community entails. So that's what we're looking to do, and so far so good. It's been really great with the the clients that we have, and next year we have a lot a lot more plans. So appreciate you bringing it up. Really awesome. So if you're uh, listening to this podcast today and you might want to be on some podcasts and uh, sounds like you're offering a resource to really help people, you know, get themselves out there and, and be well prepared for it, you know, so that way uh, podcast hosts know who they're talking to, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, tell me, let, let's tell our audience a little bit about how you got into this. Uh, you know, this is seven years that you've been doing podcasting and and, you know, it's been centered around the fitness industry. So maybe even take us back there, you know, how you got into the industry and then, you know, how it evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll try to give you the condensed version, Travis, uh, and then you can, you know, poke it whatever you want. But, um, you know, I'm a Northern California native. Uh, I grew up playing sports. So my sports were um, swimming in an early age, which I actually got kind of pushed into because uh, I had really bad asthma. So it was one of the few sports that I could do um, until that, you know, uh, Kind of relieved itself and then uh, that launched me into water polo which is a sport a lot of people probably don't uh see very often but it was uh 20 years i played so from age of 12 all the way through to club teams after college and uh you know right after college i got into the corporate world um you know mostly sales marketing promotions for a lot of different industries and i was doing actually fairly well um you know from a sales perspective but i just you know i look around at sales conferences and i would project myself 10, 20 years in the future. I'm like, this isn't me, you know, and, and be quite honest, I don't really like working for people. Um, I realized that in my twenties as well. So the opportunity arose to open my first gym through a simple text message around 2008 from an old college teammate named Trevor Bohm. And it was back in T9 texting. You remember this Travis, we didn't have the iPhone yet really. And, uh, it just said, Hey man, do you want to open a gym? And, uh, it was Friday. Um, I was living in San Francisco. Uh, I went to happy hour, I had a beer and then within a minute, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And that was really it. So we, I packed up everything. I left San Francisco, I went down to Santa Barbara cause that's where we decided to open a gym. Um, I didn't know anybody. I hadn't even been to Santa Barbara before. So we rented a little 800 square foot gym. <clears throat> we launched CrossFit Pacific coast and you know, that was around 08, late 08, horrible time to open any business as you remember. But yeah. we got in early on the CrossFit thing. And, you know, uh, after a couple really hard years of grinding, CrossFit started to get more popular. Um, it started to grow. The phone started ringing. And we did that for a span of, you know, eight or nine years. And I opened a secondary gym. And then um, eventually, uh, for numerous reasons between personal and business, uh, my wife and I decided we wanted to sell the gyms and uh, and move on. So that happened in 2017, um, and we ended up uh, here in, in Whitefish, Montana. But the impetus for the podcast uh, was that um, after selling, uh, we were remote. We were actually nomadic for about a year, and I needed to figure out something that I can do uh, remotely as I travel and you know try to make some money and build some authority in the space. So I just, out of curiosity, started the Future of Fitness, started interviewing some friends, and um, like a lot of podcasts, I just didn't stop. And that was it. You know, I just kept writing out episodes and getting, you know, kind of an elevated level of guests over the years. And um, it served me really well from a business development standpoint and um, provided a lot of opportunities for me. So it's it's been a wild journey, man. It's been a lot of fun and I'm grateful for every guest, every person who listens. It's just yeah, a lot of fun. Well, you know, I'm a believer that a single conversation 
can be worth more than years of education. Uh, and you know, that is one reason that I personally love podcasting. I love talking to people like yourself. Um, what are some of the topics, you know, I, I know that it's fitness related, but you know, what are some of the topics that you cover on the future of fitness just to give people an idea of, you know, just a whole pool of things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's primarily, uh, we cover topics in the fitness, health and wellness space. Um, everything from, well, let me start with this. The reason I started in this will help, you know, paint a picture is that, um, like the Gretzky quote, I wanted to help the industry skate to where the puck was going. Right. That was really important to me. I want to know what's coming out, you know, what was next. And that's really the whole theme of the show is I get to interview a lot of executives, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of um, leading minds in the health sciences, uh, you, you name it, a lot of technology we talk about. So um, anything that fits into that category of, you know, technological or, you know, thought leadership advancements in the fields of fitness, health and wellness is what we cover. Really good. So where is the puck going is the question, right? So, uh, you know, you've had some people on there with exciting softwares and products and, and things such as that. And based on your interviews, uh, what do you think is ahead? What do you think are some of the top trends in, in fitness as we look forward to 2024? Yeah, well, I think it's been obviously, as you know, Travis, it's been really uh, abnormal three or four years. Right. So, you know, how, how it changed the industry. Um, you know, I think we're still, things are still kind of shaken out. We're going to see what the long-term effects are, but undoubtedly it had tremendous effects. And in some ways it really, um, held the industry forward in some areas and obviously in other ways it really dragged it down. And, you know, we don't have to get into all that again, because I'm sure you've talked about it numerous times and have lived through it. Right. Trash. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I think as far as trends go, that will continue on is like 2023 was really a year of, um, as we would say, hyper-personalization, right? Really uh, using different ways of communication and data and, uh, you know, different technological platforms to really personalize the fitness and wellness journey for each person. Um, you know, an example would be, um, you know, uh, wearable data, putting in my order ring, you know, um, utilizing that to you know tell people when to rest understand their sleep better how different things affect their recovery scores um that educational piece and we well as like uh, communication tools that a lot of gym owners or fitness professionals will use to customize their communications at specific times when the time is right um so really a lot of personalization um, and customization within the fitness journey i think is a a big one um, I think as an industry overall, uh, and we're talking about fitness and brick and mortar, I think we saw, um, we'll continue to see a lot of consolidation, right? Across the industry, um, funding has dried up. Uh, it's a very tough, uh, environment for investor dollars, uh, that has forced a lot of companies to maybe, um, halt their progress due to not having enough gas in the tank. So they're uh, a big opportunity to be, um, acquired or consolidated into, uh, larger companies that have, you know, more on the books. It's like you are covered like uh, private equity buying up different brands or, you know, that kind of Unfortunately, thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, private equity, but you also look at something like um, ABC Fitness, right? The, the large software company and they have kind of like snatched up companies, um, you know, uh, Exponential, right? Is also seems to be still acquiring, even though they've been in the news quite a bit over the last six months. Um, so I think you start to see that, that type of thing. Okay. So, Hyper customization, you know, yeah, very important. All the wearable technology, uh, 
just seem to get more and more of that. And it's really awesome what it can reveal to us, right, about ourselves and our sleep habits and everything else. So I think that's really good. Consolidation, we always see that as a result of these tough economic times, right? You know, how can people... Uh, and, and it leads to collaboration. It often leads to better brands because you uh, you, you wind up being like Bruce Lee, right? You know, you get a mixture of all these different uh, really good things. So uh, hopefully that leads us into a great place. Uh, throughout your time, uh, what what products are, are you most excited about that you've learned about? I know we touched a little bit about uh, wearable technology, but I mean, you're wearing something right now that clearly spoke to you. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get to test out a lot of cool stuff. Um, and I think with the stuff I'm talking about too, an important thing is like, I do believe it's going to become more accessible in the years to come for more people. You know, um, the price point can be an obstacle for a lot of people. And, you know, I think when we look at uh, longevity, is, is that's another major trend that we can touch on too, is longevity really came into the forefront, right? With Peter Atita's book and all you know, the Hubermans and the Dr. Gabriel Lyons, like all these people really starting into longevity. But, you know, I think these type of like health and wellness, um, we're going to say luxuries to many way, right? To many ways um, are going to become more accessible. So that being said, um, really love the Aura Ring. I've got to test a lot of different wearables. Um, it's my favorite so far. Um, you know, primarily I love the form function. I love the way the data is consistent. Um, I like the way they serve it up. I love the actual tone of the app. So many reasons I love Aura. Um, I've been very impressed with um, some of the sleep technologies. Uh, we use, my wife and I have an eight sleep mattress cover, which uh, has significantly improved her sleep, my sleep for sure, but significantly improved my wife's sleep because it regulates temperature throughout the night. Um, it gathers a lot of data there. Um, I think some of the stuff that's, that's going to be really impactful moving forward is anything that is specific to women's health. Um, you know, there's, uh, I'm going to be interviewing, uh, Helene, the founder of wild.ai, um, which is, you know, specific to, you know, women's hormonal health and understanding of, you know, um, what their cycles be in their life and their training and all that. And I think a lot of, you know, Aura's coming out with a lot of features for that too. So I think women's health specifically, um, it's a little embarrassing, I think, for us to really look at it and see how little uh, research we've done on the female physiology um, over the years. It's like overwhelming percentage has been based on male physiology and the research and the clinical research and the studies. So now that's, you know, more money is starting to get pumped into there. Uh, and I think that's going to be a huge trend moving forward is we're going to have a deeper understanding of um, women's health and how that applies to more and more people and that can be more and more accessible to, to more women across the planet. Really good. Really good. Why should people be looking into sleep technology? Man, it's, I mean, you know, like it's the bedrock of everything we do, right? I mean, it's, it's like a, uh, the original performance enhancing drug. Like if I, I, I don't know about you, if I get seven plus hours of sleep, right? With decent quality sleep, I'm a completely different person than if I get five. Yes. It's yeah. not even close. It's not <laughs> And when we talk about, you know, metabolic dysfunction and all the major issues, anxiety, depression, all the things that are facing us now, um, you know, at least as a country, but surely as a global community, um, if we can just start to improve someone's sleep incrementally, it has a cascading effect into everything else that they do um, that is very, very powerful, extremely impactful. So uh, sleep technology to me and just understanding um, 
Yeah, I don't think I don't expect people to geek out on it as much as I do. Like I really do. I love it. I have you know I look at many different. It's ridiculous, Travis. Really, um, I don't expect people to geek out like I do, but I do think that there are certain things that if people start to look at their data or start to get access a little bit more, they'll start to glean a little bit of things like, oh, what is that? second glass of wine do, right? What happens when I eat a heavy meal at 8 or 9 p.m.? Or what happens if I go to a bed early, an hour early? You know, all these things start to become more apparent and tr- and, and really in your face because you get to see how the data um, reflects those things. So I think sleep technology is probably the first thing to be the most ubiquitous um, across across our society. Really good, really good. You know, I, one of the best books I read this past year was uh, 10X is Easier Than 2X. I really enjoyed that book. And it talked about when you're done working 10X, because I know I have a lot of driven people listening to this podcast, Overcomer Nation. I know who you are. You work out six days a week, sometimes twice a day, maybe seven days a week. Right. However, this book says, that's, that's great, you know, work out 10X, but what about recovering 10X, right? You know, and when we're talking about sleep technology, you know, like, because your ability to recover 10x is directly correlated to your ability to go out and produce 10x right so like you know you have to balance it too so really like what you're saying uh what what was the name of that sleep uh cover that you're using right now you know uh, eight sleep so um the number eight and sleep and you okay. can look it up and um it's really fascinating i don't know where the price point is now but hopefully it continues to come down but it's you know what's interesting about this too so it's a mattress cover it, um, you can set it independently. So, uh, my wife has a different setting than I do and it'll, you know, maybe go for me when I get into bed, it's more right within 20, 30 minutes, it drops down two or three degrees. Right. And then it carries a certain body temperature for me the whole night. And people who have done, you know, kind of looked at least dabbled in the research, know that body temperature at night is really critical how deep sleep and REM and how that affects you. So, and then the reports you get are pretty crazy. Like it'll give you your heart rate variability. It'll give you um, your heart rate. Um, it'll rate your sleep and, you know, kind of give you um, insights. And their goal eventually, because uh, they were on my podcast last year, was they want to be the one well, of the first indicators of any kind of health problem. So imagine a world, Travis, where your mattress, I, this is crazy, will tell you if you're getting sick or if you have a major medical issue, it'll wake you up. Right. Like if there's some sort of cardiac event or if you're having a stroke, it'll notify you or maybe a third party. Um, and then you you know to to get some help right away. So wow. Wow. That's amazing. Uh I have to ask this question because you know, you're your wife and you are clearly two different body temperatures that need to be regulated throughout the night. Let's just say that your wife was menopausal. Not that I know anybody with a wife who may be in that uh, area. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know, so of course, you know, there's a lot of temperature fluctuation. A lot of times the room is cold, but it feels warm. Uh, is this type of technology picking up on that and, and helping uh, people that are dealing with that condition? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it sure is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just going to help you. I, I get reports from the eight sleep, which are pretty amazing. And like, um, what it did exactly over the night to maintain my temperature. Right. And the same will go for obviously, you know, if someone has menopausal or premenopausal, you're either going to have hot flashes or just the, the temperature regulation over the board is, is whack, right? Like your body is just all over the place. So yeah, absolutely. It does. It helps quite a bit with that. Wow. 
yeah, you know, my wife and I get around, I'm like, we could hang raw meat in here. It's so cold, right? You know, like, just like you know, what's going on? You know, but uh, that's great. That's great that it can adjust to two different people and, and do that kind of thing. Um, we're just talking about uh, the future where, you know, maybe it wakes you up because you're having some sort of cardiac event. Uh, and you also mentioned some top books and top authors of longevity. So my question to you is, Ben, has there been a common thread when studying longevity or uh, any particular points that you'd like to highlight when it comes to just all the new information that there is on living longer? That's a really solid question, Travis. I think uh, I think when we look back at 2023, one of the things that we'll be able to, I think a hallmark of it is Peter Atia's book, right? Outlive, if anyone's read that, it's uh, um, it's quite a piece of work, right? It's actually, it's a bit of a tough read. Like I got through it because I had to record a podcast about it. Um, but here, here's what I liked about it is that I think we're starting to see the people have talked about preventive care versus sick care in this country for a long time, but no one's really kind of sat down and developed the language around it and made that language more mainstream so that now we can have conversations at the dinner table about what longevity and health span is and what the major issues are with our current medical system, right? The sick care versus health care, health span, you know what I mean? Like the preventative thing that we've always talked about. We know fitness is at the forefront of preventative health care. We have been for a long time, right? We just haven't defined the term. So I think when we look back at this year, it's going to be really cool to see that um, the research and the thought leadership is really starting to um, kind of matriculate down to the general population where those ha- those conversations are having more and more often. I mean, you can think Andrew Huberman, right? Or people, he's proved that people are hungry for knowledge about their own health. And in doing so, they're they're getting, you know, uh, his big thing is, you know, no cost or low cost ways to have better health. I think that's really cool. So we're seeing all of the research, and I'm not a researcher, but we're seeing this kind of start to trickle down into the mainstream. Uh, in a way that's going to create a bigger, bigger impact because, uh, you know, I, I mean, how many people do you know now who do cold punches? I know a ton. Yeah. It, it's, it's, okay. right now it's, is that the answer? No, there's a million other things you should do before you cold punch, right. For your health, you know, exercise, number one, right. right. Uh, nutrition, right. Right. That that's cool. Those are great things you can do on top, but you know, the fact of the matter is that these are commonplace conversations and I think it's really, um, it's great. It's very, it's good for everyone. It's good for our communities. It's good for our industry. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing is not necessarily the, the research that's being done, but how it's getting communicated to the general population is really cool. Yeah. You know, I heard a presenter say recently, you know, what's your, he was talking to a room full of business owners and he says, uh, What's your continuity plan? Because everybody in here, you know, is going to live to be a hundred. The technology's out there. You know, would, would you say that the technology is out there for uh, a lot more t- uh, centurions? Uh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I've asked. Uh, you know, it's one of my favorite questions is that I'll get people who are longevity experts on my podcast, and I always like to ask it. And like, so if we do things right or with a little bit of luck, right? Like, how long do you think we can live? And that the answer is ranged anywhere from one hundred ten to one hundred forty. Um, so yeah, change your retirement plans, right? Probably gonna be all be working a little bit harder 
for a little bit longer. Wow. Okay. So do everything right. Uh, you know, a little bit of luck, you know, 110, 140. My goodness. Wow. (laughs) What, and when when we're talking about, when you're talking with these longevity experts, what do you think are the top things that they're saying that you got to do right? I mean, we just talked about sleep, right? I mean, how often does that come up? Like, uh, you know, what, what are those top three to five things that they're they're really saying that you got to do? Yeah, I think it's not. I don't think it's going to be any surprise that people listening here, right? It's kind of the, the exercise, sleep, nutrition. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, exercise. I would just say movement in general, right? Uh, mental health, right? Emotional health, um, sense of community, I think, and, and human connection, I think is really, really powerful. Uh, and there's just, you know, as you start to see, like, a lot of people pay a lot of money for longevity, right? $150,000, $200,000 a year to go to some of these clinics, right? And that's obviously for the elite, um, you know, at least the, the financial elite. Um, but I think we're starting to see that stuff trickle down and becoming more and more affordable over time. I mean, precision wellness, which means, you know, getting all the testing like blood panels, genetic testing, it's really starting to understand how you as as a unique individual can approach your health in a way that makes sense for you. And that's kind of like that journey of personalization that we're talking about. Um, so, you know, the, the pillars, I don't think have changed. I think the tools and the access to data and, you know, some of the more um, coveted um you know, precision wellness, precision medical uh, uh, tactics will, will will start to come to more people. Do you see uh, epigenetics uh, being talked about a lot, and uh, just you know how we should approach that? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you, you get um, you know, like the players have been around for a little while. I'm sure you've seen Inside Tracker and um, uh, Nebula Genomics is one that I've, I've talked to recently, um, but. Uh, Grok Health, which is Dr. Florence Comente. Uh, you know, they're all um, epigenetics is part of the formula. It's not necessarily the answer because once you get it done, you still have to know what to do with it, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, there's epigenetics, the way that we influence our genes. And then, you know, you talk about people spending $250,000 a year or whatever on their health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much are stem cell uh, and stem cell therapy uh, going to be a part of our future, right, when it comes to things? I've never had, I've never done it. I don't know. Have you done it? Have you tried stem cell? I have friends that have done it. The closest thing that I've done to it that worked very well for me was PRP, and yeah. that is very light dose of stem cells. But I, I had a truck at one time, and uh, I was just going through a lot of pain to where it would even hurt to close my truck door. And uh, so they, drew my blood, uh, spun it in a centrifuge and uh, injected that platelet-rich plasma into my elbow as opposed to giving me a cortisone shot or you know anything else that they could have done. And man, wow, I was better in a matter of days. Uh, it was really, really helpful. And I know that is not exactly stem cells uh, because it's a very diluted uh, version of that, but uh, it was super helpful because the idea is that there's growth and healing factors in that uh, PRP. So- yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, but, but if I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, I would assume I'm going to get some of that as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I better be on the buffet that you're giving me, you know. Yeah. I, yeah I'm on it on the menu. The, um, I don't know. I've never used stem cells. I've heard 
great i've heard miraculous things about it right but i, I haven't um i haven't dabbled in it and i haven't done a lot of um research on it but you know i listen to joe rogan like a lot of people on this planet and uh you know he's a big fan and i know he's given it um or suggested it to a lot of his you know um elite buddies right and uh they rave about it too so uh, you know or smoke their spire it's got to be good absolutely well, we've covered longevity quite a bit, and I do have some fitnesspreneurs on here. Uh, you being a previous fitnesspreneur, and uh, you know, uh, me being one uh, still as a franchisor. Uh, what business solutions uh, do you think that people should be most excited about as we head into the future of fitness? You know, some that maybe you're like, "Dang, I wish that they had that." You know, a few years ago when we had our gym, or uh, whatever that might be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the most obvious one is artificial intelligence right and um you know i think travis and if you and i are having a coffee or a beer 10 years from now we're talking about like 2023 it's it's going to be a lot like 2007 with the admin of the iphone and um you know open source coding um things like that but this year has been you know uh, amazing and um so artificial intelligence and we're just getting started you know uh obviously it's a big buzzword probably talks about at dinner tables quite often so i think we're just in that phase now where um similar to when the internet came out we're trying to figure out the best interface right for it and what is and here's the thing i think most we're talking about gym owners or coaches and trainers i don't think there's a whole lot you have to concern yourself with at this time i think the companies that really are, are working on it or should be working on it are you know like um gym management softwares or marketing platforms things like that they're going to start integrating this stuff but it doesn't hurt to use it you know, it's kind of like when wearables came out first, I was a big proponent of like, just get one. Don't worry about what to do with it yet, right? Like I have ChatGPT up on my computer almost all day because I want to use it for random things to see how I can prompt it better. So I don't think it's the solution to everything, but I think it's a tool that once you start to learn, um, obviously there's the things that are very straightforward, like marketing content, right? Email newsletters, like that's how I use it. This is just the basic um buy-in for that but i think there's going to be a lot of things you can do from um maybe a program design standpoint right or any kind of time saver any kind of complex time consuming thing um i think ai will 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 be a big um part of that um gosh what else um you know not to beat a dead horse but i think longevity is a trend that i would really really lean into um and here's why is that as a fitness industry, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else, we've leaned heavily on fat loss as an industry for a very long time, right? And what does fat loss entail? You know, we get people in for six-week challenges. Maybe they come in, they lose 20 pounds, right? But when we start to shift the conversation to longevity and health span, this is now a lifelong endeavor, right? This isn't something you do to get ready for your wedding or to do, you know, because, you know, you just broke up with your significant other, Right. Like this is something that you plan for the rest of your life and you get a nice cadence so you can do it into your 80s, 90s, hundreds, like we're talking about. So I think shifting the conversation a little bit to longevity and health span um, is a really advantageous move right now. And I, I think as you start to get, um, as we talked about, you know, the, this type of stuff being democratizing, you can partner up with different labs or you can partner up with different um external services that will offer longevity as a supplement to what you do so i think that's a really exciting time for the industry for for sure mm, yeah really good 
let me ask you this. You know, we talked about a couple of different aspects and I totally agree with you about the AI. I mean, AI is amazing. Like I used to just write a personal Facebook post now. I used to think, oh, geez, what do I say about this? And now I'm just like, hey, can you write this post? And I'm like, oh, wow, there's hashtags and little yeah. emojis. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's really good. And of course, there's the text campaigns or the email campaigns that you want to send out. And for the uh, small business uh, studio owner with a limited team and limited time, uh, it's already, you know, uh, doing its job. And I just can't wait to see the interfaces that help us to to do well with with limited amounts of help, uh, as most studio owners have. Then you talked about longevity. How much do you see, you know, after this pandemic, I feel like there was a lot of isolation. There was a lot of depression, uh, different things that were really rearing their heads. How much do you see, uh, whether it be life coaching or mindset coaching, uh, you know, being part of our future trends? Well, I think anybody who um, has been in the trenches as a coach or trainer knows that it's it's a portion of your job that maybe you didn't sign up for, but it's always there, right? Mm-hmm. Life coaching is always there. Um, yeah, I always just joke in my closed door sessions with my clients in the office, I was a licensed therapist. Um, right. So I think... Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of scope of practice that you have to be very careful of when you get into you know um, that type of work. But I think there's a couple ways um, that you can really simplify it. It's just like number one, having a good community of people, right? That's so healthy. Having an environment where people come in, and this is where the coaches and the trainers are excel. Is like this human human connection, providing an environment that's positive and supportive, and that people want to come to. Right, that's that's really important. You could have the best programming, best equipment, most best aesthetics in your gym, but if you're not creating an environment where people want to come and exercise, um, and therefore be part of a community and kind of step outside of their, you know, um, get a break from their problems, really, right? Then I think that's you know that's a really important part of what we do. And then um, you know, as far as like actually addressing the mental wellness and mental health directly, I would just be very careful. I'd probably be more inclined to partner with people on that than actually handle it myself. Um, but you know, there's so much we can do by, I can't overemphasize the importance of having strong community and social connections in this day and age where people are more connected digitally, but yet more, um, isolated emotionally. Right. So I think that's, that's the number one thing is just have a great community, keep doing your job and, you know, make, make the environment welcoming people. Very good. All right. Well, let me ask uh, just, you know, rapid fire, uh, uh, you know, 2024 and beyond, uh, you know, uh, the the number one product that you think that you're going to see more of in gyms, is it cold plunges? Is it, uh, you know, uh, maybe the ring that you're wearing today? You know, uh, what do you think? I think it's GLP-1. I think it's the uh, Ozempic. It's the semaglutide. I think there's going to be more partnerships in gyms. I mean, we're starting to see it. Lifetime is launching theirs. Um, you know, uh, uh, Exponential just being an ac- acquisition of, of a wellness brand that, you know, addresses the type of things. So see whatever you want about this semi-glutide GLP-1 drug, right? Is it the miracle fat loss drug? Well, <clears throat> it, it kind of seems like it might be, but it opens up a huge opportunity to access that 80% of people who typically have not engaged in fitness since you and I have been in this industry, Travis, right? So I think that's one big thing. As far as products go, um, you know, it's kind of a medical product, I guess. Um, 
I think, you know, the wearable market, and I'm just going to address Aurora because it's top of mind, but, you know, they're making it more accessible to share the data with a practitioner. So, you know, um, if I still operated a gym, I would probably have a very good deal with some sort of wearable platform um, right out of the gates. And I would suggest people buying it, if not maybe even wrapping it into a membership so that, you know, you can start to get insights into people's lives, the other, you know, 23 hours that they're not in the gym and providing that kind of coach, right? Not just a trainer who counts, you know, builds the program and runs it through the workout, but more of a kind of a health coach thing, um, you know, that, that you can be more encompassing and really have a bigger part in people's lives. So that'd be two things that I think are, are you know, fairly obvious, but uh, yeah, that's where I would start. Those are really good. And how do you see the uh, experiences trending? Uh, I mean, do you think that there's more of a return to one-on-one? Uh, do you, you know, think that like the CrossFit groups continue? Uh, you know, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of the small group training in Ronald. I think it just makes sense for everybody. I think personal training done well will always have a place. I also think, um, I guess to answer your question directly, I think they're all great, right? Um, I really do. I think they have something to offer everybody. Um, you know, probably what we'll, we'll see, which I think we're already starting to see is like, you know, health clubs are starting to absorb kind of a boutique feel. People are starting to realize like, especially in today's economic environment, like, well, do I want three memberships, right? Or just want one, or maybe it's not as good as a boutique, you know, spin class, but I can still do spinning if I want to, right? But I can also go to the pool, right? And I can also lift weights. So, um, you know, I think people um, are, are the health clubs are going to be the comprehensive health clubs are going to be big layers going into next year. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're all really good, man. I think the person, the in-person experience will never waver. I think it's too important for people to get out of their homes and get into those communities. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's very favorable. If there's one area that I would be concerned with going into next year, it would be, um, I think the franchising model, especially in the boutique, um, I think we've seen a lot of headlines this year, F45, Exponential. You know, there seems to be a lot of smoke around the success of the individual franchisee. Um, so I think there's going to be some um, serious revamping over the next few years of how how franchises work in that space. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really good. And uh, anything else that uh, I haven't asked you about that you think is an important uh, aspect for people to be aware of or get excited about for 2024 yeah um i guess you know the podcaster me wants to ask you man like what are you most excited about in 2024 yeah yeah that's really good um so you know for me i think it's it, it is a deeper health coaching uh you know you mentioned that um we've always addressed fat loss but maybe we're not addressing longevity and i don't think that the problem with retention is in the science behind the programming. Our, our programming has never been more scientific. I just think that we're not addressing, you know, the other 86%. Uh, and that's, uh, uh, that's, that's the stuff that is really interesting me. And, uh, you know, how can we do a better job helping people to look at things like recovery, look at mindset. I, I do think that there's going to be a a growing blending of, uh, you know, we see a lot of these pop-up recovery standalone facilities, but I think that you're going to see it blended. I think you'll even see it blended with group fitness 
And maybe that lends to the collaborations that you're talking about, you know, the consolidations. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, it's, I, I liked what you were saying about franchising because I, I set a big five every year. And my goal, uh, one of my big five goals is just to make sure that our franchises, uh, you know, have uh, a very profitable, uh, you know, I didn't get them into this to be in the struggle, right? You know, so, you know, I, I don't want them to, I don't want all the listeners here to think that all of our franchisees are going to be rich, but you know, I want them to have admirable profitability as a business owner. And the reason is you put your butt on the line to be a business owner. Then along comes the pandemic and you have a few years of struggle. And and I'm going to claim 2024 right now is being the year that we stop surviving and start thriving again. And, uh, you know, you just have to, you have to go ahead and have the right approach to, to make that happen, you know? So, uh, you've helped today, you know, there, there's things that we got to be looking at, right. You know, just like what Lifetime did and wearable technologies, you know, so yeah, that, those are, those are some of my thoughts, but love yours, Eric. Thank you for sharing all that you've shared today. Really good. And can, can I add one more thing to that? Because I think, uh, when I look at all the stuff that I cover and talk about, it's new, it's sexy, um, it's futuristic, it's topical, right. But I think for the only overwhelming majority of operators in the space, the blocking and the tackling is still critical, right? Like creating that environment, right? Getting out and knowing your community, you know, doing events, participating, like all these little things, right? You're just calling people by their name when they walk in the door, right? Like all these fundamental pieces are still way more important than anything else. And uh, I, I just want to get that message across too. Is like, don't go chasing all the stuff that I'm talking about. Like focus on the good basic fundamentals of your business. Um, you know, focus on the retention, right? Do all the things that you probably coach these people to do. So um, yeah, I just want to lean into that. I don't want people chasing too much stuff when um, they're not looking at the fundamentals. Yeah, you know, that that's something that our, these pandemic years, I'll call them years because there's definitely some lasting effects here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when there was closures, what were the closures? Uh, and those were, they were really separating people that were not operating as true business owners, right? You know, you're going to make it today. You got to be tough and you got to do everything. You, you can't just do one thing. You can't just run a Facebook ad, you know, you, you got to do it all. Just like what you're saying, get out there, connect in your community and do all the things that a good business does. So it's really good. Well, Eric, if people want to get more of you or, you know, uh, listen to your podcast or follow you, uh, how do they do it? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking, Travis. Uh, so a couple different places. I think first and foremost, if you just want to find me on LinkedIn, that's where I'm uh, spending 98% of my social media time. So it's just Eric Malzone, not hard to find. Um, and then you'll get a lot of good insights into my podcast and what we're doing with the Podcast Collective. If you're looking for a website, um, futurefitness.co, you can go there and get subscribed. I also have a nice uh, AI report that I compiled this year that's free. Uh, it's a free download. I asked five different uh, experts from various parts of our field on what they think about AI. So it's kind of topical for what we discussed today. And lastly is the uh, podcastcollective.io. Um, you can go there and learn about the services that we provide. So that's the spots. Well, thank you, Eric. Thanks for everything that you shared today. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for helping our industry. You know, you helped me today, and I, I know you helped some listeners as well. I got a, a mattress cover to go order, so I'll <laughs> see if I can 
help my wife and I regulate our body temperatures differently during the night. That'll be great. You know, <laughs> awesome. Thanks for all the tips today. Appreciate it. It's an, it's been an honor, Travis. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah!